It's summer, and I'm on vacation. And while I'm gone, I'm rerunning four excellent episodes from the archives. I re-listened to them all, and they are definitely worth the time. Even if you've heard them before, and you might have missed them, they hold up to repeat hearings. This is Nels Davis, and you're listening to the Secrets of Product Management podcast, Classic Edition. I've often said on the podcast that being able to make decisions is an important skill for product managers, and that was true when picking these episodes. But also, like many product management decisions, it was more important to have a decision than to make the right decision. And in fact, I have dozens of episodes that would make great reruns, but I only needed four, so I just chose four. You can find the show notes for this episode at secretsofpm.com slash 89. I hope you enjoyed the episode and these decision-making hacks can help you out in your next decision or all the decisions you make from now on. So what's the most important competency for product managers? Today on LinkedIn, one of my connections and a previous guest on the podcast, Greg Prickroll, said that prioritization is our most important competency. And I have to say, I don't disagree with that. There's a whole constellation of subskills that go with prioritization, and today's episode is actually about one of the most important of these subskills. It's actually a whole skill on its own, and that is decision making. And in this episode, I'll give you three powerful tools, hacks, if you will, for making better decisions. Hi there, this is Nels Davis, and this is the Secrets of Product Management podcast. This is episode number 89. I'm your host. I'm a product manager, coach and advisor, and keynote speaker, and I love to bring you ideas and guidance on how to be better at product management. You can find show notes for this episode at secretsofpm.com slash 89, and without any further ado, let's get into it. So if you think about prioritization as a competency, you're doing things like trying to figure out what to work on, what to build, and prioritization is about deciding between many and usually too many good options. And some bad ones, but typically the bad ones are a lot easier to get rid of and to get off your plate than the potential good ones. But there's other components of prioritization as well. One of them is how to persuade others that the priorities you came up with are correct. Also, what to do if you discover that you prioritized wrong, if you made the wrong decision. So lots of different things going on in this little world of prioritization and decision making. So I thought I'd talk in this episode about three quick hacks that are really great to use when you're faced with a decision. You'll see how, the, how you might use these as we go along. So the first one is to be sure to know when a decision that you're making is a one-way versus a two-way decision. Most decisions that we have to make as product managers turn out to be two-way, meaning you can unmake the decision if necessary. Now, it's sometimes costly and painful and embarrassing to do that, but if a decision is reversible at some level, then it doesn't require as much effort and attention to really be certain that you're making the right decision, whereas some decisions are irreversible. You can't go back on them once you've committed to the decision. And those are the ones that really require you to put a lot of thought and really put a lot of effort into, get as much data as you can. You often can't get all the data that you want for any of the decisions we make. I mean, as in product management, we live in a world of uncertainty, and that's true of both one-way and two-way decisions. But the bottom line on this particular hack is to save your cognitive energy for the one-way decisions, the, one you, the ones you can't reverse, and not put as much energy into the two-way decisions that are reversible. That goes along with what I mentioned a little bit earlier 
about how you can sometimes back yourself out of a decision that you made if you find out it was wrong. And sometimes the decisions you make are going to be wrong. In fact, there's a good percentage of the decisions you make that will be wrong. And if you've taken care to try to focus the really correctness on the one-way decisions so that you can so that the decisions that you make that are wrong are more likely to be the ones that are reversible, that's really a good practice. So that's the first hack, just understanding the difference between these two different types of decisions. The second hack is to gain some perspective. And there's a lot of different ways of doing this. One thing I always say, for example, whenever somebody's talking to me about, well, we, we don't want to slip the release. We have this problem in this feature we're building, but we want to release on time. What are we going to do? And I always say, well, let's think about this from the customer's perspective, right? From the customer's perspective, a slipped release is something that they are upset about for a few days or maybe a few weeks. But in a year, they're not really going to remember that there was a slipped release. On the other hand, if they get a release that's buggy or that causes them to lose some data, and these are the types of things you know that we struggle with, they're going to remember that for the rest of the time that they're using your product. In fact, they may even decide not to use your product because of it. So that's a way of trying to figure out, should I slip the release in order to make sure that I'm not shipping a problem, or should I just go ahead and hit the date, but potentially with a problem? And the reality is, if you think long-term about this, you realize that in 10 months, nobody's going to remember the slip, but they definitely would remember the bugs. And this is the whole idea of getting perspective. And this is like a time perspective on your decision. And one way to do that, a real simple way, is to think about, well, how am I going to feel about this decision? And you think about making it in either way, right? You make a yes decision or a no decision or whatever the decision might be. You think about the different outcomes. And you say, well, what am I, how am I going to feel about this in 10 days? How am I going to feel about it in 10 months? How am I going to feel about it in 10 years? And you then think about how this decision will impact you and the rest of the people that are concerned with the decision over a period of time. And 10 days, 10 months, and 10 years is one breakdown. It could be 10 days, 10 months, two years. There's lots of different ways of using this technique. It could be this today, next week, a month from now. I mean, even that is a reasonable amount of distancing for certain kinds of decisions. So the idea there is to get that perspective, to think about how you're going to feel about the decision. And it doesn't actually just have to be you. You know, as product managers, we have to have empathy for our, all of our stakeholders, our customers, and the salespeople that we work with and all that kind of thing. I often say that we have to put ourselves in, in our audience's shoes. And so you might want to think about doing both the perspective and putting yourself in someone else's shoes to look at the, the decision or the outcome of the decision down the road in a few days, in a few weeks, in a few months, in a few years, whatever it might be. So that's hack number two, getting perspective. Hack number three, this is a super powerful one, which I really love. There's almost never an either or choice. It's almost never a yes or no decision that you have to make. Even if you're presented with a yes or no decision, should we do X or should we do Y? Almost always there's another option. For example, one option might be, well, let's delay the decision. And that's, you may still be facing the same decisions, but maybe you've delayed it. Or a lot of times in products, if you're deciding about a particular feature to build it or not, there's often an option to build part of the feature or to build that feature into something else that you're already committed to building. One thing you always want to look for is how to get out of that binary decision because if you have more options to decide from, it often gives you a much better, 
ability to make a good decision for the situation. And, you know, as we make these decisions, we're trying to balance a lot of different things that are potentially going to impact the decision, our resource capability, our technology ability, what customers are asking for. You know, if you're thinking about making a decision about a particular feature, and if you think about the fact that it's not going to be, do I build the feature or not? It's, do I build the feature? Do I not build the feature? Do I build part of the feature? Do I build the feature into something else? All the different options, it suddenly gives you a much bigger palette from which to make that decision. There's always other choices, basically. And one of the choices, one of the choices is just to delay the decision. That's another, that's a legitimate choice sometimes. Doesn't al- you don't always have that option, but a lot of times you do, and maybe sometimes that's the right thing to do in order to handle the decision and to give yourself more options, more time to think about something, maybe do more research. That's three decision-making hacks, thinking about one-way versus two-way decisions or reversible versus irreversible decisions. Getting perspective, whether that's thinking about 10 days, 10 months, and 10 years, or some other distancing functionality. Putting yourself in your audience's shoes or your stakeholder's shoes is another way to do that. And the fact that it's never an either-or choice. It's never just yes or no. There's always more than just two options. And since I'm here, I'm actually going to give you another bonus hack, which I think is really powerful. And that's what's called a pre-mortem. And so what the idea of a pre-mortem is you imagine having made the decision and executed on it. So again, thinking about it as a feature, new feature, something like that. And then you, you say, okay, let's imagine that in six months we realized it was a bad decision. So we made the decision, we executed on it, and we realized in six months it was a bad decision. What went wrong between the time we decided on it and the six months from now, what went wrong in that period? Now, obviously, you're thinking about the future. You don't know what went wrong, right? This is a thought experiment, and it's called a premortem. You're, you're looking at this situation where I made a decision. In six months, it failed. Let's look at why it might have failed, what the reasons are that it might have failed. And you can often get enough insight into the dynamics of what's going on with that feature or with that decision, whatever it is, to come up with insights that can help you make a better decision here and now so that the, the pre-mortem is essentially a scenario where things went wrong and you can mitigate the risk of those things going wrong by thinking about that scenario in advance. So that's a concept called pre-mortems. So that's four techniques, four hacks for making better decisions. I love the concept of competencies that Greg Prickwell talked about. It makes us sound very rational as product managers. And of course, you know, if you've listened to a lot of my other podcasts, you know that a lot of what we do is not rational. We're working with human beings, which means we're working with decision-making processes that aren't necessarily rational. Maybe ours are, but those of our customers and prospects and things like that aren't always rational. But I think this idea of competencies, it also ties in a lot with this, with the concepts of strengths, which I've talked about in a few other podcasts. I'll put some links to those in the show notes. The bottom line is that decision-making is one of these core skills for us as product managers. In fact, a lot of times I say that it doesn't even matter what decision you make in a lot of cases. It matters that a decision is made because, again, they might be reversible or there's also a lot of types of decisions that aren't that high stakes, right? So if you decide, if you're looking at building four different features over the course of the next year or the next quarter, let's say, it may not matter which one you do first. And you may just say, I'm just, we're just going to focus on feature A first. We're going to build that. We're going to get it to market. We're going to then build feature B. 
and we're going to then build feature D and then we'll build feature C. And it probably doesn't even matter what the order is. And you could do them in any order. You just have to decide on an order. And it's probably not that important which what the order is. And that's a kind of decision that we often make. The fact is that somebody has to make that decision, and that is typically the product manager's job to do that. And so just being able to make that kind of decision when there isn't even a lot of stuff at stake, that can be very hard for a lot of people. As product managers, that's something we should learn to become quite skilled and quick at because it just gets keeps everything moving. So that's some great hacks for decision-making. I hope you find those useful. I got a lot of those from a really great book called Decisive, which is by Chip and Dan Heath. You can find a link to that book and some other information on, in the show notes, which is at secretsofpm.com slash 89 for episode number 89. If you have questions and comments or just want to say hi or give me your insights into decision-making, don't hesitate to drop me a line. My email address is nils at nilsdavis.com, really easy to find. If you'd be interested in a more in-depth training on this topic of decision-making or any other product management type of topic that I talk about on the podcast, in particular around storytelling, go-to-market, those are some of my specialties. I do workshops and trainings on all those topics. You can reach out to me again, nils at nilsdavis.com, and I'd love to talk to you about what you might like to see in terms of a workshop or a seminar. Love to help you out with that. So... That's the end of this episode. Until next time, this is Nels Davis. Bye-bye.